Froggy the Gator, Wormbird, Tomato Hedgehog, and Mr. Hummus walked slowly toward the entrance to the Gator Grove History Museum. This was one of their favorite places to visit, and today, Mommy the Gator had taken them to go and see a new exhibit about the Roman Empire called Exploring Ancient Rome. In case you didn't know, the Roman Empire existed about 2,000 years ago, and Froggy the Gator had just started learning about it at school. So what great timing that he and his friends got to go visit the museum right when the exhibit started with Mommy the Gator. As the boys walked through the front doors, they were immediately swept away by their imaginations. They were surrounded by all different types of history, from ancient Egypt to dinosaurs to Paleolithic hunter-gatherers, and then, straight ahead of them, they saw the entrance to the Roman Empire exhibit. And what was even more surprising is that the Roman Empire exhibit entrance was right beside their old friend, Grandfather Kronos. In case you forgot, Grandfather Kronos is an old grandfather clock that lives at the History Museum. And in the boys' imaginations, the grandfather clock sometimes comes to life and sends them on time-traveling adventures. Look, guys, Mr. Hummus said, Grandfather Kronos is right in front of the Roman Empire exhibit. I wonder if he's going to send us back in time today. And sure enough, as the boys walked up to Grandfather Kronos, in their vivid imaginations, he started to come to life. His face became a regular, actual face, his clock hands became actual hands and arms, and a big beam of light erupted out of him until suddenly he was standing there, an actual clock guy, looking down at the boys. Welcome, my friends, Grandfather Kronos said. I am guessing you are here for the Roman Empire exhibit. Well, that's lucky for all of us, because there is some trouble in ancient Rome, and I need you boys to help sort it all out. Can you do that for me? Of course, Froggy said, looking over at his friends and ready for another time-traveling adventure. We'd do anything for our friend Grandfather Kronos. What can we do to help? Well, said Grandfather Kronos, you see, there is a powerful crystal amulet that has long been lost to history. And whoever holds this amulet will hold the power to shape the destiny of Rome. The amulet has ended up in the wrong hands those of the cunning Augustus Gershwin, and he's threatening to change history by dominating the great Roman Empire. But there's a catch. Augustus Gershwin has a passion for chariot races, and he's offered a challenge, a race for the amulet. If you win the race, the amulet is yours. Wow, said Froggy, an ancient amulet, you say? Augustus Gershwin, you say? What does it all mean? And what is an amulet, anyway? Well, said Grandfather Kronos, the amulet is a beautiful yellow diamond, and it's about as big as a lemon, and it's set against a silver locket and attached to a golden chain. And if you bring the amulet back, history will be safe. But if Gershwin keeps it, well, who knows what will happen? This museum might actually even cease to exist. 
Amazing, said Froggy. We're in. And almost immediately, Grandfather Kronos waved his hands and a whirl of light enveloped the group. When the brightness subsided, the boys found themselves in the heart of ancient Rome, dressed in Roman attire. And all of the sudden, Froggy had become Frogisius Maximus. And Wormbird was now Vermes Aves. Tomato Hedgehog had turned into Tomatus Spinosus. And Mr. Hummus, well, he was now dressed as Humisius the Great. The bustling streets of Rome seemed unfamiliar, yet exciting. Chariots roared by, market vendors shouted their wares, and centurions patrolled the streets. And it didn't take long for news of the challenge to reach Fergusius and his friends. Augustus Gershwin had chosen the Grand Colosseum for the race, a venue that would be filled with roaring spectators. Now, if you've never seen a chariot race, just imagine this. Big wooden carts with two wheels pulled by really strong horses racing extra fast. It's like a car race, but with horses. And the riders, called charioteers, would stand on these carts and hold on to the reins tightly. Then they would zoom around a big track, trying to be the first to finish, all while the crowd cheered and clapped. It was one of the most thrilling events in ancient Rome. And now it was the boys' turn to participate. For the next few days, they trained fervently. Humisius, with his love for ancient mechanics, became the chariot expert, while Vermis Aves and Tomatus practiced their navigation skills. Frogisius, brave as ever, decided he would be the charioteer and they designed a chariot that was both fast and maneuverable, a perfect fit for Fergusius's fearless driving. The day of the race came quickly. The Colosseum was packed. As they prepared, Augustus Gershwin, wearing a sly grin, approached the boys. Are you ready to lose, Fergusius? he taunted. But Fergusius just smiled and replied, We're here for that amulet, Gershwin, so prepare to be defeated. The Colosseum was bustling with anticipation. Thousands of spectators had gathered, filling the stadium to watch the chariot race. The chariots were very different in design, with each team showcasing its colors and its symbols. In the midst of them all, Fergusius's chariot was unique, built with a sleek, sturdy frame and a bright fire emblem on the front. With the trumpet sound, the race began. Chariots jostled for position on the dirt track, causing a thick cloud of dust. The sound of hooves, wheels, and the distant shouts of spectators all echoed around the stadium. Fergusius and his team had a plan. Vermis Aves, perched at a good vantage point, directed Fergusius on the best path to take, avoiding the roughest patches and pointing out shortcuts. Tomata Spinosus was busy at the back, cleverly tossing out small obstacles like little tomatoes, causing rival chariots to swerve or slow down. And Humisius, with tools in hand, constantly checked the chariot, ensuring that no wheel was loose and all was functioning properly. The race was intense. As they approached the last bend, Augustus Gershwin's chariot edged closer, the wheels nearly touching Fergusius' chariot. He had a determined look, hoping to outpace Fergusius in the final stretch. However, with a sudden burst of speed, aided by their chariot's sleek design, Fergusius shot ahead, beating Gerswin by mere seconds. 
The Colosseum erupted with thunderous applause and cheers. The defeated Gershwin, looking both impressed and annoyed, handed over the coveted yellow diamond amulet and gold necklace chain. This isn't over, Fergisius, he warned. But before Fergisius could reply, a swirl of light enveloped the boys, and moments later, they were back at the museum, standing in front of Grandfather Kronos. You've done it again, boys, Grandfather Kronos said, as he slowly returned to being a regular clock, and the museum returned to normal. Rome's destiny remains unaltered, and history is safe. Thank you. And so feeling proud and accomplished, the boys met back up with Mommy the Gator and enjoyed the rest of their day at the Gator Grove History Museum.